0: Hey, Jamie. Hey, Ira. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl, We Have to Talk podcast. And today, we are going to talk about what is the title of this book, Jamie?
1: Oh, crap. You would think I would um, still have that up. So it's called Big Friendship. Big Friendship. Oh, Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close. And it's from um, the people who... um, They have the podcast, Did Call Your Girlfriend. Correct. And their names are... um, Aminatu, Sao, So, and Anne Friedman. And I apologize for maybe not pronouncing your names correctly.
0: I do like I listened to the book and I do think her name is Aminatu. Um and I, th- Aminatu, and I think okay. she goes by Amina. Um, because when we read okay. the book, I listened to it and she narrated it and I'm gonna think she pronounced her name correctly. Oh. <laughs>
1: like she did it the whole the whole way. So they
0: both did, but I think um they, they took turns. They both read the book themselves. Though. I love that. Me too. I thought that was really cool. And um yeah, it was actually very good. So we thought that this would be great. Like um, it's a book about friendship. Our entire season before was about friendship. Um, and I mm-hmm. think this season will be about transitions, but probably still really yeah. talk about friendship too.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. And We're I think this definitely connected.
0: Yeah. And I think that this book, when I thought about it, was a little bit about transitions within friendship. I think they called it stretching um and like how Mm -hmm. you stretch within Mm -hmm. your friendships and sometimes people can't stretch to meet you and sometimes people don't think that they should have to stretch so i we thought it would be great to talk about this book i don't want to do like a play-by-play of like every chapter but essentially what i would surmise the book to be about is um this these two women who are friends and um they have been long distance friends for a very long time and they've had like you know I don't want to say ebbs and flows because it seems like they've always had a very strong friendship, but they had what could have been a friendship breakup. Um, and then they had to, like, put in the work to continue to have this friendship. And, like, throughout the book, you kind of learn a lot of useful things, of relationships, friendships, uh, things like stretching. Uh, they talk a little bit about, like, friendship webs and squads and – or, yeah, I think it was called squad, squads, squads, which is basically a like girl gang or crew or posse, whatever you want to call it um so they have Mm -hmm. that and then they talk a little bit about like my favorite part was the burner thing which we should totally talk about we'll talk about that a little bit more but it's a really great book I think Jamie and I would both recommend that if you listen to this podcast and you like it and you feel like you've been kind of looking like having issues with friendships and not really felt like that was validated like maybe people were like oh well you know just stop talking to them or you know Mm -hmm. Like, I think this book kind of validates a lot of the feelings that Jamie and I have had and talked about Mm -hmm. on the show. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, definitely. And I'm hearing Maya get into a bowl. I don't want her to get into, so I'm going to have to move for a second. Oh, that's okay. I heard her too. I was like, ooh, what is that? (laughs) Maya. You always find stuff you're not supposed to. Um, So, yes, remind me of the burner part. I'm trying to remember Oh, no, it's like the stove burner
0: um, where, like, you have – Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Definitely. So you have,
0: like, the stove, and, like, the stove has, like, I think it
1: was four pilots. Um, yes, is and like... the idea is, is you can't always keep all four going. And usually, exactly. like, it was, like, what? Work? Family. And, work. like, family, friends, mm-hmm. and then yep. I don't know what the fourth Like, I think be. it was, like, your personal life, wasn't it? Like, your Maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And, like, they talked about how usually the first one to go is friends, but you have to be really careful about that because – you know, uh, the other stuff is variant, too. I think we expect, oh, we can always pick back up with friends, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true. And as we know, one of the big determinants of happiness over the long term of the lifespan is social connection. Now, I think that's true for many people. Of course, that is a generalization. For some people, you know, they're, they're fine, I think, being more on their own and having less social connection. But in general, that's such an important part of life. And we just don't put a lot of stock in it as we should. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And I feel like I i don't think – so like if all of these burners – and I'm not – again, I'm not trying to be like I am perfect and I never do this. But I think that the one that I usually kind of turn my light off on is like myself. I don't think I'm often like really – I think I'm like really great about telling people that they should put themselves first, but sometimes like I've noticed myself doing things even if I don't want to because I feel like if I commit to something that I have to see it through, like it's really difficult for me to be like to flake. And I know there's probably people where I've been like I'm sick or I can't do this, but like those types of things, those engagements where I've actually had to be like no to something are so hard on me. Um I think sometimes like I think my friendships have always been the one that I burn the brightest, I think. I always want to keep mm-hmm. the friendship pilot
1: lit. I agree. Um, yeah. So the, we're maybe it, outside of the norm, or maybe. Yeah, I wonder if I think, That's more like a younger generation thing too. That are
0: maybe putting
1: friendships before, because um, I felt like I've read articles about about that too, like friendships before intimate relationships and stuff. And and I think the idea of chosen family is becoming much, much and much much more common language even outside of you know I think it used to be used more in the LGBT community but I think mm-hmm. it's being used even outside of that community yeah
0: I don't know it just came out today the day that we're recording this so you probably haven't listened to the episode that I have with Jen but no we talk I have a lot about. we talk a lot about how like in America it's almost like um you have to be close to, like the rhetoric is that you like need to be close to your family, even if they are like, yes, there's definitely more
1: pressure on. I agree.
0: So we talked a little bit about that and just how like some, like a lot of the times that's just not great. And I think that you know, that was, that's probably why, like, I'm really close to a small part of my family. Mm -hmm. um, But, like, I definitely think I have, like, the family that I talk to really regularly, I think my friendship group is much larger than that. I totally Um, agree.
1: And I, and I would say that's changing. I think the younger generations... Are getting better about setting boundaries and recognizing when family isn't serving them. I have more and more clients that are just realizing the toxicity of some of their family members because mm-hmm. unfortunately that happens to be who their family members are. It's not that they want yeah. that, but I think, you know, we don't choose who our family is.
0: Right. Or family right. are.
1: You know, so yeah. I think, and and with our friends, we can. We have that right. empowerment. And that's what Jen
0: and I talked about. We were just basically like, I said, Oh, no, no, that's okay. Mm It's totally, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. We were basically saying how, like, I I was talking about my dad and I was Mm -hmm. just like, I would literally, I would never actually talk to him as a human if he were not my parent. Um, Yeah. So I think that that's just. I have family like that
1: too. Um, and, yes. and, and you feel a lot of, I think there's a lot more shame about that than letting go of a friendship, right? Like, and that, exactly. and the book talked about that too. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that on the podcast, how it's so much easier than any other type of relationship to just not, um, to let them go, which really made me think about relationships that I, friendships, cause I know I've talked about on here, how there have been some that I've distanced myself from and why mm-hmm. wasn't I more direct and, you know, what's what's the reasoning for that? Is that something that I want to look at again? It's interesting. It definitely made me think. Um, and also, I think yeah, it gave think language so too. to a lot of things that I've thought about or felt and stuff we've talked about on the podcast as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I've been thinking about that, too. I think we talked about this book a little bit before, like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I was basically – or, like, was it last week? might have been last weekend. And I think that I was saying, like, um, I think you took it and you were like, yeah, like, I reevaluated. And, like, for me, it's actually been – I feel like I put so much effort into so many different people that I actually have, like, a really hard time determining sometimes if I even – like if I even like the people who I talk to sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like one of the good things about this this book. And then also like reconnecting with Aaron, I think that was helpful for me too and being able to like actually have a tough conversation with somebody about something um, and that like working out either way, mm-hmm. like good or bad, mm-hmm. it like it had a, it's had a conclusion. Um, but like I think talking to, like having that with her and then just being like dealing with that, I was like, it it actually like it made me feel really like really comfortable talking to people I've had a lot more success like if somebody's doing something to me like actually being like clear and like talking to them about it but like what's funny is that like the combination of like what happened with Aaron and then also mm-hmm. reading this book has somehow exhausted me too um, and that's like one of the funny things about this book I've like really come to be like I literally was thinking about something that happened recently with a friend. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, this bothered me. So I I probably not it was not you. I just want to let you know. But I was like, um, I was like, this bothered me. And I and I really need to talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Like about this. And then I was just like, but do I? Yeah, honestly, literally, it was like almost the opposite of what like, I was talking about before I was like, you should have these conversations. Now I'm just like, Maybe I just don't want to put a lot of effort into this friendship because, like, I kind of mm-hmm. think maybe we, yeah, I, I mean, don't want to have this many choose conversations because, with you. Yeah, you yeah. got to
1: think about where you want to put your energy, I think. So I don't think there's a straight yeah, like sure. answer of you should always communicate, you should never communicate, mm-hmm. but you got to discern. Totally.
0: And I think that, like, reading the book and having them break down, like, your big fr- – and also, the again, with the burner, mm-hmm. like, the fact that they're, like, showing that that is energy. Like, having friends is not fucking free. It's yes, like, it's
1: work. It, it, yeah, it's work. Even and, when like, it's going well, just, like, you have to invest time yeah, and energy.
0: Exactly. Like, a perfect example would be, like, Heidi. Heidi's so quiet. Like, she's not, though. But, like, she's my quiet friend mm-hmm. that doesn't – she's a typical two. She she never tells me when she, when she needs me. And I like, I always need to remember like to check on Heidi because she won't tell me. Mm. And I love her enough to be like, actually, that's fine. I don't mind checking on Heidi because I know she would do the same for Mm me. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't think I have the emotional energy to give to people that I like, don't know if you would do the same Mm -hmm. for me.
1: And so I think that was really helpful with reading the book. Just and also being like, maybe like it, at a different, like if you met her or someone else, let's say at a different time, you know, maybe it would have felt different to you. you maybe, know what I mean? Yeah. But like, because you met her when you did and it worked the way it worked over the long period, this is how your friendship has worked. Like, I think, I think it's like every friendship is different, but I also think it depends mm-hmm. on the time of your life. Like we talked about how we met each other when we were both sort of looking and in transition. And so we were just like, yes, and we totally ran with that friendship, right? Right. Um so yeah, I mean, I don't know that that would have happened the way it did if we weren't where we were. Exactly. Yeah. Um and like honestly,
0: some people I just think like I I, I think this is like the best thing about Heidi is I don't think she wants me to. She doesn't want you to worry about
1: her at all. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like I will say not- she did. You know there was a time around your birthday where she did mention something and I think we were able to support her. So I think she maybe yeah. that's something that she's gotten better at over time. It is exactly. it is hard. Though. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. She and, and but the thing is like it doesn't I guess my my for clarity's purpose mm-hmm. what I'm actually saying about Heidi is it's not hard with her because I feel like I don't feel like if for some reason I get preoccupied with my life as oftentimes I do and like sometimes I feel like I have those quiet gentle friends like Mm I I that just don't are not the squeaky wheels is basically why like she's not Mm -hmm. and neither are you sometimes it's easy to because I do have a lot of squeaky wheel squeaky wheel friendships define
1: that what is that
0: where it's like the conflict with that person, even if it's not really like conflict in an in a sense of like we're fighting, but it's just like so like there's so much word salad happening. Like it's just there's so you have to something. okay.
1: So you feel like you're constantly sort of trying. You're you're not sort of. You're constantly trying to discern what they really mean.
0: Yeah, like mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes I'm like I'm not necessarily so sure. Like I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you, Iris. Oh, oh no, sorry. You're back. Can you hear me again now? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just have some friends who are just like my very, like, steadfast, I think it's probably a better word. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I relate
1: to that so much with dating, squeaky wheel. Yeah. like so <laughs> it, <it's... laughs> in the beginning when you're forming any kind of relationship, it is really hard to communicate because, you know, you don't really have the means of knowing each other. So you have to t- figure out what's important to communicate and what's important to maybe let go for the time being. Yeah, I completely Yeah, because you can't so... reveal your whole crazy self right away. Right. It's just yeah. not possible. It reminds me of, like, I used to do um, education with teens, and I remember there was this, like, one-boy teen, we were talking about relationships, and he was like, I just feel like the best thing to do is, like, tell them right away. Like, get all the skeletons out. Like, say <laughs> all the stuff. Like, tell them all, like, all your issues, like, all the problems, and then they just know. And I was facilitating with a male teacher and we were like that we really appreciate that. And no, like (laughs) that is not going to work because we don't have any frame of reference for understanding that information. It's going to be too overwhelming. And we kind of need to peel ourselves like layers of an onion and get to know, um, reveal ourselves and get to know each other over time. Yeah. So that's, it's so hard. I think in the beginning of any kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. um to find that balance so i think that that is so
0: true for for everything so i think though Mm -hmm. that i have i do have some friendships though like the ones that i'm thinking about are not Mm -hmm. necessarily all new friendships i think these are some people where i've like they're stagnant so another thing that this book talks about is like your inactive friendships um and i think that i'm really like when i was reading it i was like i have quite a few inactive friendships but i think that they're like there's this really funny tiktok you don't have TikTok do you?
1: No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Or Instagram. I don't do the TikTok
1: as you the say. TikTok
0: or the Instagram. There's this um <laughs> there's this girl who has like a thing a reoccurring video where she's like a meme that lives inside of your mind rent-free and that's like how it's funny and it's just like different cliffs of like random shit like i'll have to share some of them with you but they're okay. really funny yeah because i don't
1: quite have the context to understand but i'm sure so i will once like you send so it to me Yeah,
0: so, so it's basically like something that's like just you can't get it out of your mind like you just oh. keep thinking about it that's when yeah, somebody's like, like living in your mind you really want to
1: hurt wait what or
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, exactly like that jamie um but like i had a couple friendships that i was thinking about that that were like that like they were like, there was nothing, like, there was no positive energy going out, but it resulted in me having, like, negative energy going out because I was just, like, what's going, on? like, the questioning for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think that the reading the book really helped me to kind of be to make, a, like, a definitive decision about whether or not to, I think they referred to, like, you have active friendships, inactive friendships. And uh, what was it, like, disenfranchised, what was it, like? this it's like deactivated or uh it was like some kind of a friendship or it's like you're not friends dormant anymore. yeah i don't think it, uh, it was
1: dormant but it was like something like that yeah i yeah wish, i don't remember De- the decommissioned
0: was it decommissioned maybe I don't know it was
1: something like that but it basically meant like if we were like it was like have notes prepared and (laughs) yeah we would have notes we don't have notes
0: um but yeah it was like basically you're not friends with that person anymore it's like people we've had a friendship breakup with but like it's not even an inactive friendship no it's not somebody who you kind of like left unsaid it's like no but there is an inactive
1: category too right yes so that's Mm -hmm. like
0: I have a lot of these inactive friendships and so like what I think that was happening is I like through reading the book I realized I was like Thinking a lot about the inactive friendships, kind of like they discuss in the book where you're just like, maybe one day we'll be friends again or like I'll have this conversation with them and then things will be better and then like we'll be okay. Like I had a few of those Mm -hmm. and I was always like thinking like they were taking up like data inside of my mind. So I actually like through reading the book was like, no, like we're not going to be friends. We're not friends. Maybe like we were friends at a certain point, but we're definitely not now. And I'm not going to consider you within like to be a friend because I have a hard time doing that. Like it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to just be like, I want to say my friend so-and-so, but like, I'm like, they're not my friend, you know, like I just know them and it doesn't, it's, I also think of it like when you say like this person's not your friend, it almost sounds negative. Like if you know that person and like now you're not friends with them, it just sounds bad. It just sounds like we're no longer friends because something horrible happened. And I'm like, well, no, like I just, we're just not fucking friends. Like, I don't want to title you as a friend because we're just not. And I think the book is yes, like, really I think, helpful for
1: that, too. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I talked to you about that friendship. And I've talked about on the podcast where, like, she kind of just ghosted me. And yeah. I made the decision that instead of it being inactive, no, we just aren't going to be friends again. I And I can mm-hmm. make that decision, which is empowering. Um, yes. and I think sometimes we forget that, that we're a part of the decision process. We don't just have to wait around for someone to show, show back up. Right. And I'm like, so yeah, too much damage that. has been mm-hmm. caused at this point. It's been too long. yeah. So,
0: and like, we're just like, if you know what, we're just not going to be friends. And it sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't really know the best way to say that. Like mm-hmm. what you call someone who's like, you guys used to be really great friends or you used to be closer. And now like, you're not friends. I think a lot of people would still just say like, oh, my friend so-and-so, but like, I feel like when I use that language, I'm like, my friend Susie, when I say that, even if like, there's a story that comes up, and I'm like, oh, yes, with my friend Susie, even if me and Susie are not friends anymore, I think it kind of, the, when I say like, oh, well, like when the person's like, if somebody asks me like, oh, well, we should do this with Susie, or you should do, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, well, yeah, but like, me and Susie actually aren't friends anymore, it just sounds bad, but I feel like, we're just not so I need to stop I I will say like people who know me I'm like my friend this person my friend this person and I'm like but in reality this person's not actually my friend
1: yeah I should that, just say their name something
0: yeah I, it does yeah. and I think that when you when you say that the person's your friend it doesn't mean you wish it, them ill will or anything mm-hmm, exactly um it, it, we're just not friends so and that's that was okay like one of my you don't have to be that's friends okay. Exactly. We don't have to yeah. be either. And it really isn't even negative. Like what the people right. are thinking about, it's not like a negative thing. It's just like, we're not
1: friends. Yeah. I mean, and that's okay. I think, yeah. I mean, I think the friends that I've really decided to distance myself from, um, even though I could paint it as, and maybe initially I did because I was upset, I could paint it as them doing something wrong. I think once I calm down, Uh, from whatever that reaction is, I can realize like, well, but I mean, we really just don't serve each other anymore. Like I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm not, I'm as much not a good fit for them as they aren't for me. Totally. Yeah. And it's not, and I kind of like intimate relationships too, right? It's, I mean, sometimes people do really hurtful things like that happens, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes it's also just about it. Right.
0: I feel like that's one of the things that you and I have in common Mm -hmm. too. Is that like I will? I think that for me, I'm always just like I want to be friends with people, and like I think if we're not friends, then I take it to be like I I almost need it to be broken for me to not say that we're friends. And Mm -hmm. I think for you, you're you do a lot of the same mental gymnastics inside
1: of your head with yeah, maybe it's certainty or wanting the definition. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm yeah. getting better at kind of just letting go and being like whatever um
0: I think you are too yeah and you
1: too I would say over knowing you I, I
0: I think that I'm getting better about it too and I think that for me like what I'm trying to do though is I, I realized this yesterday actually I was talking to um, I was I was talking to Julie mm-hmm. uh, about uh, another person who I know who actually I would consider to be like a friend mm-hmm. but like definitely just a friend mm-hmm. like we're not good friends mm-hmm. we're not like besties we're just friends like we are friends we used to work together mm-hmm. and we're friends mm-hmm. and I do like mm-hmm. her but we've never transitioned over into being like you and I mm-hmm. um it just like hasn't happened and that's fine like I still like enjoy her yeah but I and think friends was, like, like, like that are confused. important
1: too like I think that's something too that I took away from this is like not every friendship can be a big friendship, which I think is part, yes. part of what I've struggled with, is I want every friendship, M- to, be friendship. Want
0: every friendship to be a big friendship. Me too. I want every friendship to be a big friendship. And that's just not Yes. And that is exactly, like, that's literally what I was about oh, to say. Sorry. Like, I no, 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 please. Not sorry. Like, okay. Not yes, sorry. Like, when I was, t- not <laughs> sorry. When I was talking to Julie, um, I was just like, I was trying to explain to her because I did mm-hmm. intro- end up introducing her to this person. And I was just like, um she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe like something came up where it was like, you didn't like, I can't believe you didn't introduce us before because they have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally had to be like, why didn't I introduce them before? And I was like, Oh, you know why? Because like Julie w- is in my friendship box. This other person is in my work box. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that like, I do have like I, and I was, we were even talking about like how many group texts I have going on. Like I talk to Julie and Aaron and I talk to you and Heidi like daily um, and I talked to like Nina and AJ and I talked to my, I have two separate coworker group texts going on, wow. but I feel like, what overwhelming I sh- to me. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm also jealous, I know, but I know, As-
0: no, but see, but the, here's the thing is like, I think that like, it seems like it. And I think that that's kind of like, Julie's like a newer friend mm-hmm. to me. And I think she's kind of thinking the same thing you're thinking, mm-hmm. right? Like that is overwhelming. Like, are you, but I think that I have a really good way Well, it's of working for knowing, you. It like, sounds like. Well, yeah, and, like, I think that – this is, like, probably something that, like, it sounds like something a guy would say. But, like, all of my group texts are not equal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> you know, as, like, everybody who I'm texting, it's not, like – I'm not sharing with them, like, every single thing. Like, in my work group text, we're mostly talking about, like, what happened at the place that we used to work at together – or I'm saying like we're talking about crazy shit that happens in HR or we're like sending each other funny political memes. It's literally like we're at work but we're just texting cuz we're at home. It's like being at work. It's not not it's not like what I would text you and Heidi about which is like our gratitude journal that we're sharing with each other. Um or like I've had Marco Polos which are these like video messages that you can send mm-hmm. people. Um, I have, like, a Marco Polo with Nina and AJ where, like, during everything that happened with George Floyd, we were literally sending each other messages, literally in tears, crying about, like, how sad we were Mm. about everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, every every friendship and, like, group of people in my life have different purposes. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that it can be confusing to people because it's, like, well, like, who – like, are you, like, actually friends with? And so, like, one of the things that, like, bringing transitions back into this is I do think that I put a lot of effort into all of my relationships. And I do think that I need to kind of differentiate where I spend my energy. Um, and I would like to become better friends with people than I am now. Like, I do think I'm a good friend, but I don't feel like a lot of people know me deeply mm-hmm. and I think that I just want to like ha- save a little bit more energy for people to be able to get to know me even better than they do now and I think this book really helped with that too just like you said being able to know like how many friends I mean not to and oh my gosh what's the uh, and and cat. yeah like they both talk about like they have so many friends mm-hmm. and like that really normalized the ability to have so many friends like but it's like they're soul sisters they're like really truly deep friendship mm-hmm. seems like Maybe the, each other and, like, maybe one or two other right, people. Right, right.
1: And I feel like I've been spreading myself too thin. Do you know and that's I think so I funny? Was, I was thinking that in my yeah. head. So while I'm, like, jealous of you, in some ways I know that I get overwhelmed sometimes and I'm like, how could I have more like Iris does? So, yeah, that's interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, like, I think that it would just be – I would love to be able to have, like, closer – Relationships with people. Not that yeah. I'm not close. It sounds like. Well, I'm yeah. Not- I mean, the, but the, just-
1: the less space you're, the 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 less wide, the more depth, right? The less width, the more depth. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Those are my, that was my big takeaway mm-hmm. from the book. What would what would you say some of your takeaways Well, I are? said, like
1: I said, I'm thinking more about the friendships that I sort of backed away from and how honest and direct I was. And just like thinking about that, I think when I initially talked to you, I kind of had a lot of judgment. So I'm trying to be curious about it with less judgment on myself, um, which mm-hmm. I think is a good practice. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big one. And then also, like I said, do I want more friendships in my life? And um, so if so, like, how do I want to do that? Or I think what I've done more of is just is really grow the relationships I currently have versus make new ones because we did.
0: Hey there, Iris. Oh, my God, that's so strange. (laughs) Yeah. So you want me to just pick up? Like, less judgment on yourself. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then also, um, I was saying that, uh, like, yeah, do I want more friendships? Do I just want to keep deepening the ones I have? Um, And just, yeah, how I define friendship, I think, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just. I love all those things. Yeah, lots of curiosity. And I think one of the things that really struck me was um, the time in the book where um, and I remind me how to pronounce her name? I Aminatu? Mean, yeah, how does she pronounce it though in the book? You said, I think she calls herself Amina. Amina. Amina, okay, I just want to try to pronounce it right. I'm, I'm big about trying to pronounce names right and spell them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Amina was, um, they were talking about, it. they both were talking about an experience where Anne was hosting a party for another friend. And Amina showed up, and she was the only person of color there and that really like struck me, and I'm still thinking a lot about that because I could see that happening, like oh, yeah. I could see myself being Anne, and that really bothers me um and just thinking more about that and and what what do I want to do about that strong feeling I have <laughs> about? about how that could be me and yeah I don't know
0: well I feel like if you definitely mm-hmm. have more like I guess if you ha- if you invited a person of color to come to a party mm-hmm. and they didn't know anyone and I, I don't know if that's the distinction that you're picking up on because
1: that's what I took away from it I think it's hard. I get what you're saying that like she didn't have a – like if she'd had a heads up, would that have been different?
0: Not necessarily. More so that like it would – it's awkward to be a black person who goes to a party where you Mm -hmm. don't – like I don't even know anyone here. Mm -hmm. So like I'm just going to a party of like it's your party because like at this point, too did not know any of Ann's friends. This Mm -hmm. is totally different. This is her life in L.A., Mm -hmm. So, like, I also don't know anyone here. Like, I don't know a single person. And so, like, every person here, though, is white. And so, I think that that was the concerning part. Now, like, I think you and I have, like, such a similar friendship group that, like, if I went to your place and you were, like, it was you and Heidi and, like, I don't know, um Laurel and Lauren, I would be like, "Okay, this is fine, because I know all of these white people. It's different if you go to a party and you don't know anyone there, and everyone is white. That is what I think is like the part that's different. It's just that you she also she just it was doubly uncomfortable to like not know anyone." Mm-hmm to not to also see no one who looked like you there Mm -hmm. and then also just Mm -hmm. like your friend it sounds like they had a very diverse friendship group in dc which is where she like this Mm. is the frame of reference that she knew her. yeah
1: versus california which yeah Yeah. i could see being different yeah
0: so like i think Mm -hmm. that was the thing like i think that it's really you know if, if people know each other i think that's different than like going into a room full of white strangers
1: that makes sense i think it just made me think a lot about things that you have shared and just like which I, I'm not going to say what they are because mm-hmm. I think that's up to you if you want to share them here. Um, and then just also how segregated, um, specifically where we live, um, happens to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just something that I've been thinking more and more about. But That is really helpful to, that you, um, gave more information about why she might've felt that way, that it wasn't maybe just about, However, I think it could be for some people. I mean, I think yeah, that's it could be that enough. too. Um, I think I've been in situations that were somewhat reverse, but I also understand mm-hmm. that they're not the same. That me as a white person being around people of color, and I'm the only white person, that's a different experience because I still have um, I still have privilege in the outside world. Um, However, like having somewhat that experience, like it, you know, it is, it is like you suddenly you do notice and it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is, feels (laughs) different than other experiences. Right. So, you know, I could, I can kind of try to see how it might be, but yeah, I think that just really, I think, I think the lack of diversity even beyond color really is, in, is something I think a lot about in our area, in the country, because I just think like that is such an issue in terms of why we have such divergent thoughts and feelings in this country and, while that, and, wh- and why that keeps happening because we're not talking yeah. to people who are not like us. Right.
0: Well, and there's, um. so one of the only episodes that they list, that I listened to, and I think it's because Katie told me that I should listen to mm-hmm. it. She was like, you should listen to this episode. They have an episode of their podcast, Call Your Girlfriend, mm-hmm. about interracial friendship. Mm-hmm. And in it, they actually like, again, because they're like real professional
1: podcasters.
0: <laughs> it, I will say, it's their full-time job. This is not our full-time oh, job. Oh, is it now um, their
1: full-time job? Is that true? Y- yeah like it's literally their full-time job wow, like they're, so, they're making um, money Amina from doing it away like from that really expensive job she would wow that's great for them I I think so like to my understanding they're like fully fully
0: into like this is like their business they travel for it Wow, I think it's like awesome. their full-time thing like don't if anybody listens to this and I'm wrong let me know That's to totally my understanding that's
1: why they would write a book though yeah, I like, was I kind of surprised like, based on reading like that it wasn't to be honest with you. So that doesn't, yeah, yeah I'm not that surprised. But I, um, I, a little bit, just because of the jobs they had. Like by the end, when I heard what their jobs were, I was like, well. oh yeah, maybe they're not. <laughs> but I guess like this still could be more lucrative. We we know how much right, celebrity
0: can. Well, and it's kind of in kind line of, mm-hmm. with what they want to do too. Sure, like it, sure. It's, it's 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 still like they do they If you listen to their podcast, they have a really great voice about like diversity and inclusion and i and I think that that's
1: like okay political so I need to listen like I think, to those episodes then it sounds like
0: yeah, so the one about yeah, so the one about interracial friendship was really good because of course, like it wasn't just like and it was not like just anecdotal, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like you know it it was like actual numbers, it was saying basically that white people don't necessarily like. Have friends of color, and usually, if they do, they just have one. Yes, and that was um, in the book too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, like and that's not the case for
1: people that. of color. Like for people of color, right. they definitely have white people in their lives.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, I think that so. That's, that's a, kind a of...
1: place of privilege that you can separate yourself. Which right. is some of and what so... I think I'm feeling like uncomfortable about. To be honest with you, that I want to just sure.
0: But you can and you <clears> should. But I think that like I was also like randomly watching a episode yesterday because again, Katie was like, "Katie, you mean she listening?" Tells me. No, I was watching. I was watching something. Oh, I was watching an episode of Married at First Sight, oh. and like I wasn't planning on watching it, but Katie texted me and she was like, "This season is crazy." So I like watched is this it.
1: The the like is there a current season on now?
0: Yeah, there's a. Current Where are season they
1: on that? They're in Atlanta. Okay. And oh, so, like, right.
0: basically, they're pretending like COVID's not happening. It's very what? weird. Yeah. Like, it's
1: like, really so they're weird. all in a bubble? Is that the idea?
0: No, no, they're not in a bubble. Like, they're literally pretending like it's not happening, meaning like they're just going out to drink together and like having a wedding with people. It's just like strange. Wait, what? Yeah, you'd have to watch it. Like, you can tell that COVID exists because, like, the people at the stores, like, for instance, oh, wow. they went to go try That's on, like, so wedding dresses and stuff. And, like, the people at the wedding dress place have a mask, but, like, also some of them don't. It's really weird. Um, wow. So, anyway, there, there's a bachelorette party and there's a bachelor party with strippers, and so, which is another – no wow. masks on the wow. strippers.
1: And, <laughs> um, Do they have masks so, on their private parts? I'm <laughs> just I'm not that I know. Her. Um, so they like, I've always uh, wondered about that specifically for lady ladies' parts. Uh, if like they those should be masked. <laughs> if you're I, I naked. don't know. Maybe. <laughs> not that there's many environments where you would be naked. I mean, I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm kind of like, isn't that another area where there's moisture and <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know what happens in the strip clubs during COVID. I have not been. Um, But I do know that this at this show, mm-hmm. so like, it, this is beyond like, the point of the show. But so there's some, there's like, uh, three white women, and two black women. Mm-hmm. And there are like, there's one Dominican man. And there are there's two African American men, and then two white guys. So you get to the part now they all know each other, they've been introduced. But you can see at the party that they separate, like, of their own volition. The black girls go hang out with each other. The white girls go yeah, hang out with each other. Yeah, And you can tell that, like, they get together eventually. But you can tell that it's, like, the producers made them because they have, like, very staunch questions. Like, well, what do you do if it was, like, producer-led? But, like, when left to their own devices, and the men did the same thing. They separated themselves. Yeah, it's like a middle was, school
1: dance with boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mhm. Only like by your color. Like it was yeah. like, I noticed it well, yesterday. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like it was so yeah. obvious cuz I I like noticed it immediately. I was like, oh wow. It's like they just completely separated from each mm-hmm.
1: other and that actually also I felt that in in middle school too because I tried um I I made that observation. I remember in 8th grade because I got separated from a lot of my friends and I was trying to make fl- friends with this group of black women and there was always something that sort of separated us and i really mm-hmm. didn't understand at the time why it makes more sense now um but i remember just being like what why you know why can't i be better friends um <laughs> i
0: just want to hang out guys like what's going on yeah
1: yeah and i'm sure i'm sure there were things i i did as a white person of privilege that they like totally rubbed them. The- well i guess i don't know but i can imagine there were things that i did that i didn't even know i was doing you know because i I was a kid we've
0: talked about like before that this uh i want to say new but you were like it's not really new but Mm -hmm. the thought of like trauma ancestral trauma is that how you yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yes and i think it's also just like yeah it's i think it's that and i i think we can look at even like the jewish community does that too right Mm -hmm. maybe not in the same way but i think there is this idea of like sort of I mean, I even had um, someone once tell me, well, you guys stick together, not knowing me that well as a Jewish person. I was like, well, that's actually not true for me, but I think it is true for some (laughs) people in the faith. At Um, my work,
0: everybody there like knows, like I have a boss, so my supervisor. And And they're
1: more religious where you work. So that's yeah, that's but even, partly why but even the
0: people who are not religious, like I had this coworker who talked chose about her in the to
1: work for a Jewish organizations. So that they doesn't did. surprise me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, but it's like they are it's like they are the most i um, they're I'm trying to think of the, word, the No, I'm trying to there's like conservative, Orthodox, Reformed. Yeah. So they're like reform, totally mm-hmm. like reform. But like my boss literally, she was married to this to a guy. She came out and she literally still found, like, which I just feel like is such a niche. Mm-hmm. She found a Jewish woman to marry. And I was like, mm. whoa. I was just, it, like, seems like such a niche. I'm like, wow. You found a you You came out and, like, immediately connected with a Jewish wow.
1: lesbian. I That's was, like, really a Jewish lesbian. Well, some people I, have luck like that.
0: Some people just some have people all don't. of a luck. <laughs> Well, if you want to get hooked up by your uh, temple, I'm sure they can make
1: it happen. I don't have a temple, but we can find in you theory. a temple.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if that's the route you're I mean, going for,
1: if, I feel like if somebody's if it's anything like the, pe- the, gu- the men on J date, I don't know. Um, I didn't have a lot of success on that particular I, platform. Know, Not that I'm I'm having success on other platforms necessarily, but it's all the same. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, we've talked extensively about how, like, there are multiple, multiple, multiple issues with online dating that do not Mm -hmm. actually promote long-term relationships, right? And have kind of ruined dating overall. And I'm not going to get on my high horse here on the platform about that, but um, not in this episode. We could certainly talk about it maybe in another episode, but I
0: feel like we should have an episode with Jen when she finally moves back about it because she has a lot
1: of thoughts about online dating. hmm Yeah, well, and I told you I have a couple friends too. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's yeah, we that could be a whole podcast. Oh, For actually sure. it is. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I why sure. am I even it's... saying like that could be a whole podcast? It definitely is. Like it probably multiple is. <laughs> podcasts right now that are happening about that subject. Uh But um, why, how did we get here? Because we were We're talking talking about, oh, oh, like how, yeah, not understanding the, like how the ancestral trauma has to do with why we might group with people that we know versus people that we don't know and people that we know are safe versus not. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that's some of why, um, you know. Even like between boys and girls, that happens too, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's part of it. It just, again, like just all the research shows that we have the best cultures when we have everybody at the table, right? That's why I agree. politics is such an issue in this country because not everybody's at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting to understand that we're getting better, but not really enough, not soon enough in my opinion. Um, So yeah, we still have a long way to go. I definitely agree.
0: Um, But I feel like it's great that that part of the book stood out to you because I think that means that you want to make sure that you have an environment
1: in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another thing that I'd like to really be curious about and keep thinking about. Um, And I also don't want to be one of those white people. That's like, I have this many, uh, people of color, and I really mm-hmm. want you to know that. And here's my pictures, you know, smiling with <laughs> them, with my arm around them, you know, pointing at them, like, look. Um, yeah, I mean, because that's not what it's about either. It's not about, mm-hmm. like, you feeling better. <laughs> right. Well, and
0: honestly, I'll be, I'll say, like, I do feel like this, I've had, I've talked to, I don't know which, there's so many things, mm-hmm. but, like, one of the things I've said is it like even for me, like when I've met new friends from Bumble BFF mm-hmm. because it's again, it's really hard to meet people. Yeah. Um, and as an adult, new friends, and I really also, as a side note, everybody, I feel like I'm gonna try because I'm. I think I'm friendshiped out. I think I'm gassed. And then taking at least. <laughs> I think a you've year. arrived,
1: Iris. Like I think you've talked a lot about lately how you're feeling really good where you are with friendship. I mean, you're honing your, I think now you're honing the craft, but I think you're really, which I feel I'm like I'm at too. I'm at huh? the maintenance stage. I'm at the maintenance Exactly. Stage. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I'm somewhat there too. And I can't tell you, I mean, I said this to you and Heidi, but, and I'm, I might start crying because I didn't therapy when I talked about it, but like having years and years of not feeling that, not feeling like I got what I needed connection wise and socially wise. And, um, how much that affected me and my mental health. Like it just, I'm I, yeah, it's such a amazing feeling to feel like I'm at a maintenance point now where I haven't felt that before. So it's pretty well, awesome. I'm
0: excited for you to be here. Yeah, um, you
1: too. Thank it you. It work, I feel right?
0: Like, definitely. And I think that I just need to, like, I need to be, like, I need to I think I'm a really good friend to people. I think yes, what I need to do is I like agree. start maintaining. <laughs> like if people are good friends to me, because uh-huh. I like think I'm too friendly. I think this is my year of transitioning
1: into being a little bit. Oh, I bit love more... it! I love it! Yeah. It's your machete year. You're just gonna like. I think so. Yeah, like, I'm not I trying to like it. cut people slash, off. I do think
0: it's, yeah, slash I think... it. Yeah,
1: I've been through that too. I feel like uh, the pandemic is a really good time to machete. Yeah. And I think
0: (laughs) I just want to be, I want to have people where I'm just like, everybody here is, is a really like person who I consider to be not necessarily a big friend, but I want to have good friends only. Um, I think I've spent a lot of my life in my twenties having lots of like surface Mm -hmm. friends. And that's kind of what your twenties are for. mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm just like, no, I think so too. But I feel like for
1: me, like Cause you just I'm have like, so much energy and time you and, you know, yeah. I mean, I also yeah. think like, that's what, what is promoted in the culture too. Like it is, I think I wanted more of what I have now when I was younger, mm-hmm. but it was, it's just hard to find. Yeah. Well, and I think
0: for me, like I treat every friendship like a big friendship and I've mm-hmm. been doing so much better with like having friends where i'm just like you are not a big friendship but yes, I love stuff. that like, for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh-huh. Like i've just been like you are like a person who i know and i still like you. I still want to hang out um but i'm not going to like i don't want to have 17 difficult conversations with you. Like i just oh don't Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like i just don't. That I'm exhausted sounds, with
1: this. This kind of sounds like what i'm what i've been trying to do the last few years in dating.
0: That's what I was going to say. I was like, I think that, like, I'm where you are in dating, where I'm just like, listen... I am exhausted with this whole process of meeting people like I just want you to know me I want you to know the shit that I like I want us to have good conversations have fun yeah because you just I think
1: I'm so triggered by like I'm putting in more work and it's Mm -hmm. like so hard to even say that because even saying that feels like you're putting in more work so then you're like Mm -hmm. what do I do just like ghost the person like try to say something it's it's hard it's so hard because I think yeah I've just been through that so much where I feel like i'm putting in more of the work and um i don't know that that's how it's felt for the other person i certainly don't think that they intended it it's just been like what my pattern in history Mm -hmm. is based on who i am i think
0: it is mm -hmm. i do this where i think what happens for me at least in my friendship and also like i think even with relationships and stuff like mike always tells me too he's like what can i do like i think i'm just my personality is just like plan all the events, organize everything, mm-hmm. make sure we're all having fun. I love
1: that he does that for you. That's amazing. You need somebody who wants to be like, you're doing too much. Like, let me help you. Yeah.
0: Right. And I told, we were talking to our therapist about it. And I just said,
1: I was like, this is the year of me being like,
0: I'm gonna take the help, and I'm also Aww. going to say like when I don't like if I don't want to do something. I like we talk about this a lot. Like it's hard to be like I don't want to do that, but I'm yeah. To, like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I'm just really trying to lean to me transition. Iris, into that, that
1: tells me you are in such a healthy place because I know trust is such a big deal to you, and you have to be able to trust and lean into that in order to do what you're wanting to do. So that mm-hmm. means you're feeling safe, you're feeling healthy, and you really like you're working on your trust stuff so I I do yeah I just love how you're like growing and just blossoming yeah and I
0: want to say that like truthfully I'm not even lying or trying to kiss your ass it's because like when it comes to friends I don't feel like it's hard for you when you don't feel like you have like a stable friend when you don't feel like you Mm -hmm. have somebody who you can always go to and I've always had Nina but she's always had her kids my angel lives far away uh, Anaja and I don't live super close to each other and we don't share like mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Like she's just like my – like a cousin basically, Mm -hmm. like a really close cousin. It's been so long for me between like having somebody where I'm like, well, you know what? If I stop – you know, if I don't want to be friends with Susie or Kim – like I don't want to say Katie because like that's an actual person I know. But like (laughs) Susie or like Molly, like – Stephanie. These mm-hmm. are all people who I don't know. Um, like if I'm like, you know what? I'm just like tired of dealing with them. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm I'm just closing that door. I've always felt like, well, I need to keep some friends on the back burner just in case I need to have some friends to hang yeah. out with because I don't know who's going like to be there for me. That. Yeah, and so, like, I feel like you are – I feel like I have people, including yourself, who are going to be there for me. I feel the same. Yeah, and I just don't feel like I need to hold on to friendships that are not serving me. So thank you for allowing me to have the space to feel like I can make those decisions.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Like, I feel feel absolutely the same. Like, I think, you know, you are one of the people I can think of that's been so integral in me. Yeah, like you said, feeling comfortable – to let go of some other friendships and just to trust in like, well, whatever is going to happen. I'm hoping that, you know, thing like, just, I think it's more trusting versus knowing any one relationship, just trusting in yourself that like, you'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. I even trust that I could move anywhere and make friends, which I never yes. would have felt like before, before maybe well. like this year, even, I don't know, maybe two years. The past two years, like I would have been like, oh, I don't know, I better not move because it is really hard to move and make friends. But I feel oh God, like absolutely. I'm kind of a boss at it now. not a to like to my own expert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and you have a good picker too. You don't
1: pick jerks, so oh, that's thanks. great. <laughs> thanks. Now I just need to move that to dating, maybe. But I don't know well, if a dating, my dating issues are about my picking ability, actually. So, um, maybe in the past, I don't think that's the issue now.
0: Well, I feel like, you know what? It's a year transition. Mm. I think we're going to get there. All of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wherever that is. I agree.
0: I agree. Um, but this was a great conversation. Do you have anything else?
1: No, I mean, I think we, yeah, we kind of covered everything. Um, I'm going
0: to edit this one and get it up. And then guys, the next time that we have a full episode, we're going to talk about, Okay, definitely want to talk about The Night Stalker. Yes. It's going to be a murder episode. Yeah, so that
1: I'm glad we're doing that one separate because I really feel like that one we're going to have to do a disclaimer. Um yes. That we're going to talk about gruesome stuff and we're going to give stuff away from... Spoilers, you know, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's good. Like I think tacking that onto this episode, <laughs> right? It's like Jamie, I love you. You're
0: so great. You're amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about Richard Ramirez. Like, yeah, I think that might be too much. We don't necessarily yeah. need murder. to murder anyone. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, didn't need to be the same episode. So we're gonna talk about the Night Stalker, and then it was. Did we say we're gonna talk about the Chess? I would like to because I, I would like to. Too. Yeah,
1: because I really think. It's so I keep thinking, you're gonna have a hot take on that. And I feel like I'm interested in hearing Oh it. my gosh, I have so many feelings. I don't know why we haven't talked about it sooner. But maybe it's because I have so many feelings that I don't even know where to start. But I have so many feelings about that particular situation. More well, I'm so really than excited to talk like about any it. other because yeah, it's so it's Yeah, I don't even know. I think the Night soccer though is unique too. But
0: let's talk about those two things so that'll be what we talk about guys and so we will see you all next week it'll be a question episode but then after that it's a murder episode all right thank you guys bye Bye.